From the Edwin Cardinal O'Brien Pastoral Center in Washington, D.C., home base for the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, this is Catholic Military Life, a podcast of the Archdiocese. I'm your moderator, Taylor Henry. And for this edition, our topic is a new Catholic military apostolate of the United States. And joining me is Staff Sergeant Nicholas Camaroto of the United States Air Force, Airman First Class Jake Mormon, and joining us by phone from Hawaii, Father James A. Hamill, uh, Chaplain Colonel in the United States Air Force. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you so much, Taylor. We're very glad to be here. Glad to have you. So, Sergeant uh, Camarado, t- tell me how uh, this came about. How, what, you know, what is uh, an apostolate, and what gave you the idea to set up a Catholic military apostolate of the United States? Well, first off, Taylor, uh, thank you so much for having us onto your show here today. We're, we're very glad to be here. Uh, gosh, it's a loaded question. Uh, so about uh, two years ago now, there was a very large following of Catholic service members in, uh, in the United States and overseas that followed through social media a similar group uh, called the Catholic Military Association of Our Lady of Victories uh, in the United Kingdom. And uh, the CMA UK had a very large Instagram page, an Instagram following, that a lot of Americans had uh, gotten involved with. And in working with the United Kingdom group, they came to realize that there's enough of us to where maybe we ought to start looking at establishing a similar group in the United States. Uh, Now, an apostolate is a lay organization of the faithful within the church that is extended canonical recognition, in our case, given a pastoral support by Archbishop Brolio. And our mission is not only evangelical in nature, but it is the sanctification of military life. It is the building of strong, reliable Catholic community across the Department of Defense, both at home and abroad. I see. When did you start the apostolate? So, over uh, over two years ago now is when we first started with the uh, the seed, the mustard seed, if you will, of this idea. And uh, we had a big Zoom call with our, uh, our friends across the drink in the United Kingdom, where all of those who had been messaging or had been involved with the, uh, the association in the United Kingdom got together and said, you know what, there's enough of us, there is uh, clearly the Holy Spirit at work here, we want to start something similar here in the United States military. And so over the course of about an 18-month effort, uh, a, a core group of uh, whom we then called the provisional officers, the, the national board now that we are uh, quote-unquote official, uh, to establish CMA U.S. Uh, and that was uh, working toward recognition with Archbishop Brolio, with the uh, Archdiocese for the Military Services, and what CMA U.S. would look like across the DOD. And CMAUS, of course, referring to the Catholic Military Apostolate of the United States. I'm not in the military, so I have to get adjusted to acronyms, okay? <laughs> terribly, <laughs> terribly sorry, sir. I'm, <laughs> sure I, I'm sure our military audience knows better than me, but I just want to make sure everybody's with us here. Sure. Uh, so what c- kinds of outreach uh, do you expect uh, to uh, – perform uh, with the uh, apostolate. Uh, how are you going to reach out to people? How are you going to draw uh, people into the apostolate? 
what's your game plan? You know, what do, do you have a strategic communications plan? That that's a really great question, Taylor. And in fact, we do. So, of course, the apostolate has a very large social media following, uh, sort of going off of the model of the Catholic Military Association in the United Kingdom. We established an Instagram page and a Facebook page, uh, which I'm, I'm sure you'll be able to link in the show notes here. Uh, using that, we were able to build a pretty significant following uh, across the DOD. Now, that plays right into our strategic plan. It's, the apostolate is a uh, based on a chapter model similar to other Catholic organizations like the Knights of Columbus, where the individual chapters based at or near installations across the Department of Defense have autonomy, and they each take on their own shape. Currently, uh, we have quite a few very, uh, very exciting locations coming up. Langley Air Force Base is one example. Uh, McGuire Air Force Base, where I'm stationed, is a, uh, a good uh, location as well. But that's going to take the shape of a lot of different things, not just fellowship opportunities such as uh, theology on tap, dorm dinners, but hosting pilgrimages and retreats, pilgrimages both in the United States as well as overseas, uh, and I'm sure we could talk about a recent one that, uh, that we participated in here shortly, uh, as well as faith formation opportunities, working hand-in-hand with the chapel to support the chaplaincy, doing things like form screenings, prayer groups, Bible studies, and other things that are going to help us in, in growing the faith, in, in contributing to the faith among uh, those in the service. So tell me about the pilgrimage. So I actually uh, was blessed over uh, in September to spend just shy of two weeks uh, over in Europe in uh, a place called Mechelen, Belgium, uh, as well as some other locations where there was a meeting of the Apostolate Militar International, which is a uh, Holy See recognized group that works uh, in conjunction with the Vatican's dicastery for laity, family, and life to be sort of the voice or the uh, subject matter expert body on military matters. Uh, it features member nations from most every continent, uh, and every year they get together and f- uh, focus on, sort of like a think tank, some of the, gr- the issues that are pivotal to military uh, life across our different countries. Is this organization uh, involved in the uh, annual international military pilgrimage? Yes, uh, I was actually had some had some wonderful conversations with several of the other delegates from different nations uh, and their experiences in going to Lords uh, and being present, all expressing their hope that uh, the the apostolate would come out in force in the coming years. And I should mention that the Archdiocese for the military services and the Knights of Columbus, uh, sponsors an annual uh, journey to Lourdes uh, to coincide with the International Military Pilgrimage. Uh, it's called Warriors to Lourdes. Anyone interested in uh, joining can go to warriorstolords.com, uh, and there you can uh, apply. Uh, how important is faith practice to your military service? Oh, I believe they're inseparable. Uh, not just inseparable, but completely complementary and integral to each other. As Catholic servicemen, we follow the idea of the belief in a vocation, right? And of course, that takes the sacramental form, the vocation of marriage, the vocation to holy orders, but a vocation to the profession of arms is also something that, as a Catholic serviceman, we ought to look in in perspective. Uh, Whether that is working to ensure you can work on an aircraft to bring humanitarian aid to those in need, whether that's rendering medical aid to uh, the wounded on the battlefield, whether that's any other of our military duties across every branch, uh, a Catholic service member is there. And for many, many folks in the United States military, there is 
sort of a gap uh, sometimes where you're deployed in a remote location. You may be on a ship where there's no lay leader or chaplain uh, immediately available to where a, a, a tangible connection, a communal connection to the universal church and to our faith is something that we need to cater to and something that the apostolate uh, is, is doing is, is helping to fill those needs. So you have a governing board? We do have a governing board. Uh, so uh, s since the very beginning, we've had some absolutely incredible individuals uh, at, at the, uh, the core of this, this effort, the core of the Holy Spirit's work here. And that is uh, myself as the president. Uh, God uh, qualifies the called, as, uh, as we like to say. But I, I couldn't do any of the work that we're doing, and the apostolate couldn't do any of the work that we're doing without the others involved on the board. We've got Lieutenant Commander Michael Chavon, who's a naval officer stationed in California. We've got, he's our vice president. Uh, we've got uh, Captain Morgan Lloyd, an Army Air Defense Artillery Officer stationed in Germany as our secretary and treasurer currently, wearing his double hats. Uh, we've also got uh, two senior officer mentors as well, uh, Colonel Krista Note from the United States Air Force, as well as uh, Colonel Jesse Colwell. And then two, uh, to the same point, we've also got uh, Second Lieutenant Charles Briscoe, who's stationed up in Alaska. He's a paratrooper in the 11th Airborne there, and he's sort of our ball of fire. He is our, our go-to, our warhorse in getting things done. He's our administrative assistant on the board. So membership in the new apostolate, uh, the Catholic Military Apostolate of the United States, is not confined to one branch or one geographical area. No, gosh, no, not at all. You know, the church universal is something beautiful in and of itself, and that extends especially into the military Catholic community. If you look around Catholics in the DOD, you have uh, a, a certain level of of devotion, I think, that is uh, unique to the military life, uh, to that transient nature, to the hardships. And that's where we talk about sanctification, right? Sanctification of the military life, building that strong community. But that community isn't only those in uniform. Uh, so running down the list are actively serving. That means active duty National Guardsmen and reservists from every branch of the Department of Defense. Uh, and the armed forces can join the apostolate as uniform members. And then with our non-uniform members, that's where we have our, our communities surrounding those in uniform, their families, the uh, local government uh, employees and contractors, and really anyone interested in the sanctification of military life. And, and I should say as well, uh, the ROTC cadets and the service academy cadets that are becoming the young leaders in our military that will set that direction and foster that faith throughout their service and their vocation uh, are eligible as well. Heck, uh, Second Lieutenant Briscoe, who, as I said before, he's our fireball, he joined us as an ROTC cadet while uh, awaiting his commission. Airman First Class Jake Mormon, uh, welcome to our podcast. What is your connection with the apostolate? Well, pleasure to be here. Uh, my connection right now is as a new catechumen, I got to first uh, finish RCIA and come to full communion with the church. Um, but after that, I can get more involved in taking a more unique perspective. Um, as Staff Sergeant Camarado is AGR, he can reach out to the guard side of the house. But myself being active duty, I feel I have another angle that I can use of reaching out to all the different pockets of active duty located at our local chapter in McGuire. And what motive motivated you to um, become Catholic? Well, growing up, I was Protestant, so I had a different outlook on the church, Christ, and you know, faith in general. Um, 
in my teens, I fell away from God. Um, but as I became, you know, a young adult in my early 20s, I decided it was time to relook at joining the faith again and, and really coming back to Christ. And what was it about Catholicism that attracted you? The biggest thing was the sense of community, whether it be nationally, internationally. It doesn't matter where you are, any day of the week, any time. Everybody goes to the same mass, and you'll uh, you can understand that you know in every different mother tongue language, you know everybody's doing the celebrating the same mass. I see. So, what are your hopes for involvement in the apostolate? Right now, I am hoping to, once we get it rolling, um, find a position within our local chapter's officer board and kind of help outreach as much as I can. You're listening to Catholic Military Life, and our topic for this edition is the Catholic Military Apostolate of the United States. Just started up. Uh, And uh, my guests are uh, Staff Sergeant Nicholas Camarado, uh, Airman First Class Jake Mormon, and joining us by telephone, Father James Hamill from Hawaii, a uh, chaplain colonel in the United States Air Force. I want to bring in now Father James A. Hamill, a colonel in the United States Air Force. He is the command chaplain of Pacific Air Forces, headquartered at Joint Base Pearl Harbor, Hickam. Uh, Father Hamill, what is your role in this new apostolate? Well, good to hear from you, Taylor, and uh, thanks for uh, um, highlighting this this new apostolate. My role is spiritual moderator, and I um, I see that as um, a way of providing some priestly spiritual support and guidance to this lay apostolate. I see it as being a bridge between uh, the AMS and the members who will all likely be subjects of the AMS, uh, canonically speaking. And also maybe to help provide some some left and right limits um, um, to to the group. I, I don't sense that we're going to go off of any rails, but it's it's always good to have someone who can. And I think the Constitution that they've drawn up clearly um, keeps us faithful to the Church and and under the um, proper uh, guidance and authority of the Church. And Father Hamill, you have long experience as a chaplain in the United States Air Force. Uh, what is your uh, view on the importance of apostolates uh, in the Catholic faith, whether in the military or, or yeah. Uh, beyond? Yeah, good question. Um, lay apostolates, um, but you know, they're not consecrated or they're not religious. They are they are exercising their baptismal calling as baptized and, in most cases in our group, confirmed uh, Catholics. They are living out the mission of the laity, um, only with a particular focus and, uh, and vigor. Um, and so this, this group is, um, they're lay, but they're all military. So sometimes in the, in, the, in, the, in the military, in the church we say clergy or lay. In the military, we say civilian or military. So this this group is military, but they're lay; they're not ordained, um, and and uh, they want to live fully their Catholic faith in the military context, on a military base, in a deployed setting, far from home, 
and they understand that the priest and the institutional church cannot be everywhere at all times, and Father can't do everything. And they are called by their baptism and their confirmation to be uh, disciples as well of the Lord and to be um, a microcosm of the little of the of the larger church within their nuclear families and and beyond. So they can get into places that that priests and chaplains can't. Uh, so really, it's it's a force multiplier for the AMS I, as I see it. It's it's a way of extending the the mission of the church uh, with lay apostles. Uh, Sergeant Camarado, uh, how does someone listening to this podcast who wants to become uh, active in the apostolate do that? Well, it's a great question, Taylor. There's a lot of ways to do it. So our social media following is uh, one of the most robust that we have so far. So uh, aside from getting in touch with us by our Instagram or our Facebook, most chaplains across the Department of Defense are becoming aware of the apostolate very, very quickly, especially uh, as, as we're establishing chapters throughout the, uh, the U.S. military. Now, they can approach their chaplain, ask about it. Uh, but one of the things that we're, we're starting to experience in these few short weeks that we've uh, been extended canonical recognition, been able to really work with that gusto, with that getting out of the gate sprinting, is that there is a recognition taking place, a community that is is finding itself. Uh, we've got chapters standing up in places like Langley Air Force Base, uh, in places like Ramstein Air Base and, and Marine Corps Barracks and Pearl Harbor in Hawaii. And, and through just knowing those who are involved with the apostolate, as well as reaching out and looking for that Catholic community, uh, is a way people are doing it. Like I say, our Lord says, seek and you shall find. And in addition to finding the faith, finding that iron that will sharpen your iron in the faith is is something that the apostolate is, is helping to facilitate. How many chapters are you starting out with? How many do you hope to develop as time goes on? So it's, it's very in flux right now. Uh, as it sits, when we made our first announcement that, hey, guys, we're ready to go, we're ready to start these chapters and, and establish them at our posts, we had 14 interested chapters within a 24-hour period reach out proactively to us. Uh, and, of course, we're hoping to get that beyond a great multitude of that number. Uh, on the 18th of November at uh, 0200, uh, Zulu time, universal time for those who don't use the acronyms. Um, we're having a Zoom call, the link to which can be found on our Instagram with all of the interested uh, individuals and chapters about standing up at the, uh, the local bases. And, and I should say, with this chapter-based model, the key is the individualism, the, uh, the identity that each chapter is going to have. You have other Catholic organizations that do wonderful work but I think a lot of the hang-up that you see with some of those organizations is uh, a, a national identity imposing itself upon some of the local-level chapters. So in military terms, we're going to focus very heavily on decentralization, on the tactical level versus the strategic level. If one chapter is much bigger into uh, faith formation, things like Bible studies and prayer and uh, theology on tap, while another chapter is much more on hosting routine pilgrimages and dorm dinners— those identities are going to help foster the communities where they are. But the goal is for an airman, soldier, sailor, marine, coast guardsman, guardian to get to their duty station and find that familiar community, find that, that, uh, that shot in the arm of, of their, their faith life in the service uh, through the apostolate. 
Sergeant Nicholas Camarado and Airman First Class Jake Mormon, you guys are out there every day, active duty. Uh, what's your perception? Is uh, secularization taking over the military, or is there uh, a resurgence in in Catholic in you know faith in general, but uh, Catholic faith in particular? Well, I have to say, uh, I am incredibly encouraged by what I see going on around me. I see not just a resurgence in the faith uh, in society, but a resurgence in the faith, particularly in our demographic and within the U.S. military. As a as a 26-year-old uh, Catholic, now brand newly minted uh, junior NCO, it's so encouraging to see such a, a, a vibrance in the faith, such a, a hunger for the faith among my peers. And I think that while there are the forces of secularism and while there are things that challenge us uniquely as Catholics to in the world, remember, we're not of the world, but we are in the world. And I, I see the Holy Spirit at work in preserving the faith and bringing that to the rest of the world. And I think that uh, folks like my friend Airman Mormon here are a perfect example of, of the Lord at work in bringing folks who have lived outside of the faith coming into full communion and really uh, entering the military sphere, if that makes sense. Airman First Class Jake Mormon, what's your perception on that? Is it, is it, do you perceive that uh, there's a, a resurgence in uh, faith practice in the military, at least in the United States Air Force? I would say so within the last few years of, of when I joined, um, just going through basic training and everything, there really wasn't many people. I could probably count on one hand how many Catholics I knew of you know, in the joining squadrons and whatnot or throughout the whole basic training. And over the last few years, I've started to see that grow exponentially. And it's been exciting for me as someone going through the faith in you know, my own experience. And, you know, I want to add to that, Taylor. Uh, one of the things that the apostolate really is aiming to do uh, comes from most of our own experiences, and that's reaching out to that demographic, that newer, uh, for lack of better words, the newer folks coming into the service. You know, when I was a young Airman First Class, Airman Basic in uh, in the dorms and, and living uh, a more secular lifestyle before really getting deeply into into my faith, I often had the, the, the feeling, the longing for something more. And the apostolate wants to have not just regular events uh, with each chapter, but really be proactive in reaching out to those airmen, those privates, those uh, petty officers uh, in the uh, single service member housing, folks who are newer to the duty station. I really think that there is a, a great uh, hunger across the service for uh, the faith. And one of the things that the apostolate is very heavily focused on, both at the local levels with the chapters and from us, our level on the national level, is to reach out to those young airmen, soldiers, sailors, marines, coast guardsmen, guardians who are getting established at their new duty stations, someone who may be uh, sitting around in, in uh, unaccompanied housing with uh, nothing better to do on a Saturday night, working proactively to bring them not just to the fullness of the faith, but to bring them to that strong stable community to fill them in that way you're listening to catholic military life and our topic for this edition is uh, the new catholic military apostolate of the united states and my uh, guests are staff sergeant nicholas camarado uh, airman first class jake mormon and uh, father james hamill a chaplain colonel based at uh, in hawaii um, so it took 18 months from the time that you first had this idea until uh, it got off the ground. Uh, what was the date that you would say was the first 
date of existence of the new Catholic military apostle? Well, we like to beckon back uh, very, very recently. Uh, October 19th, the uh, Feast of uh, St. Paul of the Cross was our very first uh, date of existence, if you will, our proverbial birthday. That's the day that Archbishop Brolio uh, extended canonical recognition to the apostolate and, and his pastoral support for us. And I think that while it's important to take note of that day being the uh, quote-unquote official day, it's also important to note that that 18-month effort of those really uh, high-functioning individuals is important to, to note and to really recognize because without without the dedication, the work, the prayer of them, as well as those in the Apostolate Military International and those in the Catholic Military Association of the United Kingdom, this wouldn't have happened. Uh, and their support was just as integral as the work boots on ground that we've done. So at the end of this 18 months, you finally, you and your um, partners and uh, you know the other board members sure. fi finally get this thing off the ground. How did you feel after all that? I have to say, uh, there have been very few experiences in my own life where I felt such an outpouring of joy, of relief, of excitement, and frankly, uh, a little bit of intimidation. <laughs> uh, all of a sudden, quite literally overnight, I woke up. It was early in the morning when I first read the email from uh, the, the archdiocese that said, you guys are green light. You are good to go. And it hit me like a, like a stone wall that these efforts that we've been praying for and asking Our Lady's intercession into and working for so long have paid off. And now there's this great duty, with, with great duty, with great responsibility. There is a, a great weight that goes with that. And walking with the Lord, he'll make straight our paths. And, and the excitement, the joy that goes with all of that is just, it's indescribable. I've been talking to Father Colonel James A. Hamill of the United States Air Force, a chaplain based in Hawaii along with Staff Sergeant Nicholas Camarado and Airman First Class Jake Mormon. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for uh, joining me. One last question on the way out. Someone out there is listening to this podcast, uh, wants to become part of the apostolate. How do they do that? Well, there's several ways to do that, Taylor. The first way is you can get in touch with our social media. Our Instagram and Facebook page are constantly monitored. <laughs> the advantage to having people on every continent uh, and across the world because of the, the transient nature of military life is that we're always responsive. We're always able to, to get back to folks relatively quickly. But something that we've seen is a recognition taking place. Uh, and that means that our chapters, for example, at Langley Air Force Base, at Ramstein Air Base, at Naval Station San Diego, at Marine Corps Barracks Pearl Harbor, those are just a few of the many chapters we've already started standing up. You can reach out to your, your installation's Catholic chaplain, your Catholic education leader, your lay leaders, uh, or just ask, because we have people everywhere. And getting involved with the apostolate, it doesn't uh, cost anything up front. It's not a uh, sort of pay-to-get-in-the-door uh, endeavor. It's a something we want everyone to really be involved with. Remember, being involved with an apostolate is not just a surface-level thing, and it's not just going to a meeting or being involved with something. It is a commitment to the sanctification of, of military life. It is the unique challenges that come to our profession of arms sanctified in prayer, in sacrifice, in community, in working together to grow that Catholic community across the faith. In each way, the chapters define that. U.S. Air Force Sergeant Nicholas Camarado, Airman First Class Jake Mormon, and uh, Father James Hamill, 
joining us by phone from Hawaii. Gentlemen, thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you very much, Taylor, and uh, we'll be sure to keep you and the diocese in our prayers. Thank you. Catholic Military Life is a podcast of the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, erected by Pope St. John Paul II in 1985 to provide for the free exercise of Catholic faith in the U.S. military, VA medical centers, and the government's civilian workforce beyond U.S. borders. 1.8 million American Catholics worldwide depend on the Archdiocese and its endorsed chaplains for pastoral care. For more information, visit millarch.org. The Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, serving those who serve.